begins our theme for July and August, Summer of Love. I actually thought of that theme before realizing that it is the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love concert in San Francisco. Who knew? So the universe is with us. Some of you remember that concert in San Francisco. Was anyone actually there? No. But some of you remember, right, the concert in San Francisco 50 years ago. Some of you do not. Here at West over the summer, we will be talking about love in all its forms. Not just about love, like romantic love, but about the deep kind of love that we feel for humanity and for each other. And we want to start off today by sharing a story together. As Melissa and I tell this story, Jay will embody the story with your help, and Tom will provide a background of sound to help us along. So I want to invite you to just settle into your seat, make yourself comfortable, and prepare to hear this tale. Once, once in a beautiful faraway land that was somehow not so very far, a land where every stone was a teacher and every breeze a language, where every lake was a mirror and every tree a ladder to the stars, in this very far lovely land, there fell a truth. It streaked down from the stars, trailing a tail as long as the sky. But as it fell, it broke. One of the pieces blazed off through the night sky, and the other fell to earth in the beautiful land. In the morning, Crow found this fallen piece. It seemed to be a sort of stone, shiny and pleasing to the eye. He picked it up. This is a lovely truth, said Crow. I will keep it. And he carried it away. But after he held it for a while and examined it closely, Crow said, This truth does not feel right. A part of it is missing. I will look for a whole one. He flew up and dropped it to the ground. Other creatures who like shiny things soon notice the truth as well. Fox, coyote, raccoon, each picked it up and carried it a while. But they too found that it had rough edges and it was difficult to carry. And its sparkle soon lost its appeal. We do not need this broken truth, they said. We'll find a whole one. Butterfly and bear also discovered the truth, drawn by its sweetness. They each found that it left a bitter taste after all. There's something missing in this truth, they thought, and they left it alone. After a while, none of the creatures even noticed the broken truth anymore, and it lay on the ground, forgotten.
Then a human being found it. He was walking slowly, listening to breezes, gazing at beauties above and below and all around him when he found the broken truth. On it was writing, and the writing said, You are loved. The man held it carefully, thinking it was the loveliest thing he had ever seen. He tucked the broken truth into a safe place and kept it. Sometimes he would take it out and admire it. And the truth sparkled just for him and whispered its message to him alone. And the man thought he had never felt so proud and so happy. The man took the wonderful truth to his people, those who lived with him, who spoke as he spoke and dressed as he dressed and whose faces looked like his. And together they cherished their newfound truth and believed in it. They hugged it to themselves and it became their most important possession. After a while, the man and his people did not hear the language of breezes and stones anymore, but heard only their truth. They did not see the mirrored beauty in the lakes or the ladders to the stars, but saw only their sparkling truth. And for them, it was enough. And they called it the truth. The truth made the people feel good and proud and strong. But soon they also began to feel fear and even anger toward those who were not like themselves and did not share their truth. The other beings and other people of the lovely land seemed less and less important. And the language of the breezes was hardly ever heard anymore. Time passed and other people said, we must have this great truth for ourselves, for with it comes happiness and power. Many battles were fought and the broken truth was won and lost, won and lost over and over again. But such was its power and beauty that no one ever doubted it. And when they were without it, they felt a great emptiness where their truth had been. The stones and trees suffered. The breezes and waters suffered. And the animals and the earth. And most of all, the people suffered. Finally, the animals went to Old Turtle, ancient and wise as the mountains and seas themselves. Crow and fox went. Coyote went, raccoon, butterfly, bear, and many others all went to see Old Turtle. This truth the people quarrel over, they said. We have all held it ourselves. It is broken and does not work. Please tell the people. I am sorry, answered Old Turtle, but the people will not listen. They are not yet ready. And the suffering continued.
forgetting our truth and our truths. Think about this story. You've probably heard it before. There's a person who is making a roast, and they cut off both ends. You've heard this before? And they put it in their pan, and they put it in the oven, and a child asks, why are you cutting off the ends of the, the roast? And the cook says, well, I don't know. That's what my mom did or my dad did, my uncle did. I think grandma did it too. And the child asks again, but why are you doing that? And they don't know. Later that day, they're having dinner, and they ask grandma. They're like, grandma, we were trying to figure out, like, what's the truth behind this roast? Why are you cutting the ends off? And they're all thinking it's some special meaning, some ritual from the religious past. And grandma just looks at them and says, well, my pan was too small. I had to cut off the ends to fit it in the pan. That's a funny story about how we forget our truths. But that's often not what reality is. This is just one story that we lost original intent. But why do we argue, really, with our family? Don't we often forget what the reason was originally? Is the world really us against them? Do we even know what our fights and wars are about, even while we are in them? Why do we want to have these battles? Do we even know, or are we just seething with anger, which is spurred on by those who use it to gain power, like the schoolyard bully or a world leader? Until one day, a little girl came to find Old Turtle. She had traveled very far, had crossed the mountains of imagining and the river of wondering why, had found her way through the forest of finding out. And when she had grown tired, she had ridden on the backs of animals or the wings of birds and they had helped her find her way. 
Finally, they came to a great hill in the very center of the world. From there, the little girl thought she had never seen so far or seen so much beauty. But when she saw Old Turtle, she could hardly speak. She simply looked with eyes full of wonder. Why have you come so far to find me, little one? asked Old Turtle. Her voice rumbled like far away thunder, but was soft as the breeze through a caterpillar's whiskers. I, I wanted to ask a question, answered the little girl. Where I live, the earth is sore and the people are suffering. Battles are fought over and over again. People say it has always been this way and will never change. Can it change, Old Turtle? Can we make it change? Old Turtle spoke. The world you describe is not the world that has always been, little one. The old turtle told of how the people had found the broken truth and the suffering it had caused. It is because it is so close to a great whole truth that it has such beauty and that the people love it so, said old turtle. It is the lost portion of that broken truth that the people need if the world is to be made whole again. But where is the missing piece, asked the little girl. Can we put the truth back together again? First, my child, said Old Turtle, remember that there are truths all around us and within us. They twinkle in the night sky and bloom upon the earth. They fall upon us every day, silent as the snow and gentle as the rain. The people clutching their one truth forget that it is a part of all the small and lovely truths of life. They no longer see these truths, no longer hear them, but perhaps, little one, you can. I'll try, said the little girl. And she thought once more of her long journey. She looked upon all the beauty that surrounded her from the far hills to the flowers beneath her feet. She saw the movement of clouds and the soaring of birds and the dancing of light upon the green and living earth. She heard the whispering of a breeze. And gradually, a feeling came over her as though all the world were made of truths. As if the world had been made just for her and she had been made for it. And she felt a secret smile somewhere deep inside and thought that Perhaps she understood. She looked once again at Old Turtle, her eyes more filled with wonder than before. Old Turtle spoke again. Remember this also, little one, she said. The broken truth and life itself will be mended only when one person meets another. Someone from a different place or with a different face or different ways and sees and hears herself. Only then will the people know that every person, every being is important and that the world was made for each of us. For a long time then, the two friends were quiet, high on their hill in the very center of the world. 
And in her heart, the little girl thought she could see other people in other beautiful lands, people with their own ways, their own truths, people different from her own, but still somehow the people. Finally, the little girl asked one more question. Old turtle, how will the people learn these things? By seeking out those small and simple truths all around them, said Old Turtle. By listening once more to the language of breezes, by learning lessons from stones and animals and trees and stars, even turtles, she chuckled, and little girls. Now, little one, it is time for you to go, to return to your people and tell them what you have seen and learned and to help them mend their broken truth. Take this with you, said Old Turtle, as she placed something in the little girl's hand. I've saved it for a very long time, for someone just like you. The little girl looked at what Old Turtle had given her. It was a kind of stone, a mysterious, beautiful stone. It was lovely to touch, and it made her feel good to hold it. She squeezed it tightly, then tucked it away for her journey. Thank you, old turtle, she said, and hugged her friend's great leathery neck. And then she started home. Once more, she traveled through the forest of finding out, crossed the river of wondering why, and the mountains of imagining. Crow led the way, and again when the little Gru grew tired, all her animal friends helped. She sometimes touched the old stone, the tur- the tur- ah, she sometimes touched the stone old Tolder had given her to renew her strength, and it took a long time, yet almost no time at all. And she was home. But it had been a really long journey. And those who take great journeys of the heart are changed. The people did not recognize her. And when she spoke, they did not understand. She told them of her journey. But the people could not follow her words. She spoke of a world made of a small and gentle truths of all the peoples being one people. But they could not catch her meaning. She explained about the broken truth and the need to make it whole. But the people did not believe her. 
and could not understand. Finally, Crow, seeing all that had happened, flew to the place high above the village where the great truth was kept, and a place where all could see it. He cawed and cawed in his loudest voice, and suddenly the little girl knew what to do. She climbed to the highest place herself. She took old turtle stone from her pocket and carefully, carefully added the missing piece to the old broken one. The fit was perfect. The people looked and looked and looked. Some frowned, some smiled, some even laughed, and some cried. And they began to understand. Time passed, and upon the beautiful land, the trees climbed like ladders to the stars. The water shone like mirrors, and the people saw their beauty. A breeze stirred, and they heard its music. Tiny truths fell by day and night, gentle as the rain and snow, and the people found them and kept them in their heart. And slowly, as the people met other people different from themselves, they began to see themselves. And far away on a hill, in the very center of the world, Old Turtle smiled. That broken truth, you are loved. So close to a whole and beautiful truth. Can you imagine what might have been written on the other half? What made it whole and perfect, that truth? You are loved, and so are they. You are loved, and so are they. A whole truth. A whole truth that lets us see the little truths, too. The ones found in the breezes and the streams and the animals and the faces of people that we love. I have always loved this story, which is written um, by Douglas Wood and illustrated in the children's book by John Muth. I know that it is a good and deep story because every time I read it, a different person or group of people are the others in my mind. There's a different person or group of people that I think when I get to the end of the story, I needed reminding that they too were loved. Sometimes it feels easy to remember the second half of the truth, the one that makes it whole. I think about the refugee family that we are welcoming and hoping to support in the months to come. That feels easy. People who speak a different language than many of us, who may look different than some of us, but who are loved, 
We are loved and so are they. The truth feels easy. Sometimes it's a little harder, for me at least. Sometimes it's a little harder to remember that whole, whole truth. There's a different person or a group of people, someone in my family, people in our country, folks I really don't agree with. And it's hard to remember the whole truth. It's easy to think just about that broken one. You are loved. And so I try to imagine a world where the whole truth existed. A world where the little girl was able to bring the other half back and connect the two together. What would it feel like to move through a world where we knew that? Where we were sure that we are loved and so are they. The whole truth embodied in our being in our doing, in our talking, our thinking, and our feeling. What would it feel like if we knew that in our own families? What would it feel like if we knew that in our community, in our workplaces, in our friendships? You are loved and so are they. It's easy to say that's what we want to do and hard to remember in the moment. And so we want to close our story by offering you a way to remember. We're going to start passing our truth yarn through the audience. And if I could have ushers to help and pass out some uh, scissors... And I want to invite you, you're going to have to help each other with this. I want to invite you to take a scissor and pass the bag down. And if you would like to cut off a piece of yarn, now here's the trick. Have you ever tried to tie a piece of yarn around your own wrist? Can you do it? I don't think it's possible. So if you would like a piece of yarn to help you remember the whole truth and all those little truths too, the ones in the seas and in the breezes and in the mountains, I invite you to cut a piece of yarn and to ask your neighbor to tie it on your wrist for you. I'm glad the two of you can tie it on your own, but I invite you to ask a neighbor anyway. As the yarn comes by and the scissors come around.
some of this from you to start the other side. Yeah, I'll just take here for now. There you go. Take some and start passing it down. Cut enough for your hand and then pass the rest down. Take as much. Oops. Take as much as you need and pass it down. Okay, there. Take some and pass it down. And I'll get you more in a minute. You need scissors, I think. when we share reflections on the platform and how um, 